Harper Bliss, author of Lesbian Fiction. And I'm her missus. Thank you for listening to our podcast where we try to talk about our journey in writing and publishing. But we usually get sidetracked by television or our cat. Meow. Welcome to Harper Bliss and her missus. Hello everyone, this is episode 91 of... Harper Bliss and her missus. We're recording this on Wednesday, 20 January 21. We are. The day we thought would never come. It is. It's inauguration day in oh, the US. Kamala. Yes, we oh, can see Kamala. Vice President Straight Bet Porter. Oh, she's, yeah. She's, yeah. She's, uh, I, I think she's much more even attractive than Bet Porter. Yeah, I think maybe. Also, I she agree. looks far less straight than Bet Porter. <laughs> I think she has an air of the lesbian about her. Well, but it's because of the pantsuit she wears. I know she's not. No, you know, but when she's, you know, when she's wearing her skinny jeans with her yeah, all stars and a blazer, she does have a certain bi-curious look about her. Because <laughs> Beth Porter doesn't dress like that. No. They make such a point of it in the Albert that they all look so fucking glam. Yeah. Why? So, yeah. So, yeah. I object. <laughs> anyway, so that is happening later today, because we, of course, are six hours ahead of time, so still... We are ahead it, of time, of all time. So I'm, I'm hoping for her sake she's still sleeping, but I'm guessing... No, she won't be still sleeping, because it's nine in the morning. She'll be preparing. If you're vice president, you need to get up at four in the morning. Yes. God, what an awful job. Anyway, um, what's happening with you? Um... Same old. <laughs> it's actually in my nose. I know. Same old. <laughs> As I told you, I'm not overly prepared for the podcast today. You know, the, but I have been. I mean, I've been thinking because you know, um, and it didn't hurt. <laughs> wow. Because I have a lot of time to think. Because you know, I, I try to work less is more. I do less work. I have more time to think. Mm-hmm. And you know, I. This time last year, from my journal, I, get, I was not really not in a good place. And I think lockdown life just really suits me because there is no outside stimuli. That is really how I prefer to live my life. Mm-hmm. I've just been so happy lately. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, you know, sometimes I feel bad, but then I think, don't feel bad because, you know, this is my time to be happy. Otherwise, it's all the other people's time who are now unhappy. Oh, get over it, you know. But no, I don't want to say that. No. But, you know, you, you I have to just get say, over it. stay positive and say that you are enjoying this time. Yeah, you may have to um, bleep my get over it. I, this is not how I want to come across in a podcast. Well, if you keep mentioning it like that, I can't bleep it because other than it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, no, we'll stay positive. You're enjoying it, you know. Well, I wanted to talk about my blizzard for which I didn't have time last, last time. week. Yeah, okay. Because it, it pertains to this. Okay. And my blizzard is overwhelm is the biggest enemy of consistency. Okay. And now I shall endeavor to explain it. Please do. Um, well... What I have discovered is, I mean, this may take uh, other people like, you know, like you, you might inherently know this, but, you know, you know, it takes me a long time to discover anything. <laughs> and um, just since I've been like, for instance, in the morning, I write 
I've only been doing two two writing sessions and it took me such a long time to accept that two writing sessions is fine. You know, I've all two previously two writing sessions was completely inconceivable to me because I mean, what is two writing sessions that doesn't even amount to an hour, you know, mm -hmm. but now that I've been doing it, I've been gradually accepting that two is fine. And actually what I find is that it's more than fine because I enjoy it so much more because I've stopped pushing for more all the time. I'm always pushing for more. I've, I, I don't know. I'm like that. Mm -hmm. But now I don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I enjoy the writing so much more. It's like leaving a little bit of gas in the tank for the next day, mm -hmm. which I also, which I've also been doing on my treadmill. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my legs don't hurt so much the next time and I can I can run again and I'm l much less prone to injury or to like, you know, an ache or, you know, a sore ankle or whatever or a sore thigh. Mm -hmm. And that this is why, you know, when you do less, you can do things in on a much more consistent, um, what's the word? In a much more consistent Basis, manner. Manner. Um, This is my conclusion from London. And just today, you said you had the most excellent writing day. Uh, and but only, today was exceptional. And only two, yeah, but I mean, it's so because you don't put that much pressure on yourself. The other days, you have these days where, you, these exceptional days once in a while where it just flows and you write as many words in two sessions as you otherwise would have struggled over in maybe three or four sessions. Yes, I take your point, but I mean... This was just a matter of being in, in like that kind of flow that only happens like once or twice a week. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I don't but mean that I, it happens. I do take your point. It's because the other days, are, you know, it's because, I mean, my what I'm trying to say in most things, moderation is good. Yes, but I've uh, moderation did not used to be in my dictionary nor was patience, but actually patience and moderation are two of the best things. But I do realize I sound like an old lady now. <laughs> but but since I've started um, only doing two writing sessions, I've I haven't missed a day of writing. It used to be that like I pushed and then you know it's like my writing muscle was exhausted and then I just I couldn't get into it the next day and that doesn't happen to me anymore. I mean it might still there there will be days. But it hasn't happened. But anymore. it hasn't happened and that is what brings me the greatest joy because I love writing so much. I want to do it every day, but it doesn't mean I have to write 5000 words every day. Uh, of course. Just a little bit every day. Of course. That is my that is what I mean. Yes. By overwhelm is the enemy of consistency mm -hmm. because I mean I'm easily overwhelmed. I mean, ask any writer and say, oh, you only write an hour that. That's, I mean, for most writers, it's not going to be a lot. For me, you know, it's a lot. Because I have a slow brain. Oh, I'm so hot right now. <laughs> Your hormone, hormones so raging. <laughs> Your barrel, you should be a barrel, barrel of raging be, hormones. I today. should be a barrel of raging hormones, but I'm not. How odd. I know, because they're coming. By they, I mean the decorators. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm just happy. But every day I'm happy. Except I was not happy on Sunday because I drank too much on Saturday. <laughs> and then I'm I not happy. I was just hungover. And I couldn't go. I, I planned to like maybe go on a longer run and I couldn't do it. Yeah. 
because well, you know when when my body is digesting a bottle of wine. a bottle of wine, I can't run. That's okay. I mean, you know, we don't go out anymore. You can have a bottle of wine. You can drink some wine of a Saturday and be hungover on Sunday <laughs> so once try, in a while. You uh, we try to get your mother to drink more than her usual two glasses. She would not budge. <laughs> she does not budge, no matter what happens. Lockdown, whatever, she will not go up. But she did have a glass of champagne, though. Yeah, because we had the bottle and of champagne then, first, and then she had, at least, yeah, she had, I think, a glass or two of wine. But, yeah, so she had three, and then it's no. Enough. But the second bottle, she hardly had any of. That was between no. the other people, yeah. us. <laughs> basically and my sister not just us but uh yeah so well you were just hung over on sunday you know that's fine you can i be was hungover. a bit hung over but i will talk about it later okay the entertainment was excellent yes thank but, goodness so you were so your writing went really good today but you're also enjoying your third draft i can't stop doing usually i need to push myself to do it especially because in the afternoon i'm like oh i'm over it now but I, just, I can't stop reading it. I cannot I second it. draft fast enough. <laughs> well, I think you can, but I think you second draft at a much quicker pace than I do third draft because, uh, well, you know, I'm also doing first draft. Yes. But um, so I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. But I am enjoying my book a lot. So am I. Ah, that's great. I think it's a really great book. Plus, I saw you working on the cover earlier. And I was, if yes. It, if we, just, we stick with that design. Should be good. I hope so. Mm. That's the plan. That's the plan. That's but plan. anyway, that'll be a while. Yes. Because, you know, everything is slow. It is. Slow life. If yes. I ever write a book, it'll be called A Slow Life. <laughs> I mean, not a, not a book. I write books all the time. I mean, a non fiction book. My Slow Life. <laughs> Why not? That's a I good like title. it when everything is slow. But I, this might surprise you that I say this because you might think that I want everything to go fast. Yes, because you have no patience. But now you do. I but have you, more, you never used to have patience. I have more patience in certain things. Yes. Because time is such a an important ingredient in so many things. Mm-hmm. Like a book. Yes. I can't believe I once wrote a book in 11 days. This was released the stars. Mm-hmm. I was so proud of myself. I was completely wiped out after would never ever do that again. No. Just yeah. Well, those were the days. Just um I think I was a bit brainwashed by indie publishing podcasts and whatnot. Yeah. Telling you to write faster and faster, more faster, and faster, faster, faster and more. Like Chris Fox who's doing a one million words challenge this year. One million words. Is he out of his tiny mind? Well, I know for many people it's it's like, yeah, sure. No, a million is a lot. Yeah, that's, I mean, how, how many, many is that per day? That's huge. I don't huge. know. Can you do the calculation? Let me I grab cannot. my calculator because I cannot do that like... A million a, divided by... I hold on. One million divided by 365. <laughs> this is a riveting podcast. That We're doing calculations live on air. 2,740 words a day, but you have to write every single day of the year. Oh, yeah. So that's the million word challenge. And say you remove about 100 days because, you know, weekends, that's still... <laughs> I can't believe it. You, 100 days, so like 265 days. That's almost 4,000, 3,800 words a day. Well, he wrote the book 5,000 words an hour, so... 
Okay. How can anyone do 5,000 words an hour? How can your fingers do that? I mean, I'm a lesbian, but I can't do it. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, my fingers are nimble. Uh, that's true. <laughs> okay, anyway. We should put an X-rated thing on this podcast. Uh, they're all X-rated. It has an explicit label anyway. Have you been up to something? Have I been up to something? Well, I've been... Uh, You've sec- been baking. Yeah, I've been cooking and baking and working on the second draft of At Your Most Beautiful and starting on the cover. Um, You've been trying to come up with a new cover for the routine. Yes, I'm. I'm getting there. I just need some details to finalize it. What I have also been doing is speaking of the road to you. I have been reading it, but in French. <gasps> I mean, it was translated two years ago. Well, I think or three, three years ago. Definitely three years. A while ago, ago. Um, and I had I'd never really read it in. Fr- I read the beginning, but I hadn't read the whole thing in French. And um, well, let's specify that you're you're actually French speaking. Yes, I am actually French speaking. Even though French you can't is... tell in your English. Yes, well, you can. But no. French is my. Have you heard someone French speak English? It's not like how you speak English. <laughs> okay. well, so French is basically my. It is like this. my first language. Your first language before English. Yes. So, but I had. I have not read a book in French for, I think, probably more than 20 years. I don't know. What? You, you bought one once? Yes, but I... I you didn't finish I it? I haven't read it. I started reading it, but I, I've, I, you know... I used to read in French a lot because I went to school in French for quite a while. and When you were a teenager? Yes, uh, you know, boarding school in French. So I had to read a lot of French books then. And then afterwards, I read in French as well. But then more, I think... I slowly started reading more and more in English. I think it's also because your mum is British and she always she's always been such a huge reader and all the books in the house were yes. mainly British. Yeah, but she, yeah, but I mean I, I used to read in French, I think also after school, but um now it feels like an I don't know, an eternity since I've read a book in French, because well, I always read in English. because you have a Kindle and your subscription is on Amazon.com. Well, yes, but um, I mean, since I since we've been together, I don't know if, re- if I've if I read You're it. not allowed to read French books. <laughs> I think I've only been reading in English. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Anyway, point is, it's been a long, long time since I've read a book in French. And the reason for reading this book, I think, is because I'm going to attempt to maybe translate one of your books into French myself. Ooh. And see how it goes, and see how it in, I enjoy Ooh. it. I mean, the, I, I've, in the course of my life, I have ha- done translations of stuff, not fiction, but you know, I translated for my previous job. I used to have to translate the nipples. <laughs> well, yes, I had to translate the you know the instructions that went with the products that we sold because I, I spoke several of the languages that had to be on the. What's Instruction in French. Um, well, if it's the one for on uh, a bottle, a tétine. Tétine. But if it's the one on the body, it's the mamelon. Mamelon. Yes. Oh, really. Anyway. Um, so have you encountered that in Nos Chemins de Tournée? Yes, I have. The mamelon. word téton and the word mamelon. Téton. Is, also, is the. <sighs> anyway, this, let's not speak about it. Anyway, so. I, I thought I might try my hand at translating one of your books and see, I mean, just the fir- a first chapter or two and have them read by someone who reads in French regularly to see if it, you know, if it resembles 
anything, if it's any good, and then we'll see. So, but I wanted to read a book in French, especially a less fake book that has maybe some explicit scenes, because that is something that I have never read in French. So you'll have to read the other one as well. Yeah, well, because that one has way more explicit scenes, way more mamelou. <laughs> but I'm almost at the end of No Chemin Détourné. Because you couldn't stop reading uh, no, it. I got, I, com- I got into it completely. It's been a long time since I read The Road to You. It's such a great book. Oh, thank you. I mean, even in French, it's a great book. I don't even. I barely remember. I've and I enjoyed it a whole lot. Oh, that's great. And it was especially Formidable. good because, because I was because I'm working on rebooting the cover, so it's good to you know get back into the book. So it gives me more inspiration for the cover. But I told you the the only uh, criterion for this project is we only do it if you enjoy it. Well, yeah, that's why I'm gonna start to. Do, I'm gonna do a chapter or two chapters of a book. And uh, I'll see if I enjoy it. Then and you know if it's de- semi decent. I mean the the plan would be if I do enjoy it and it is okay. Is would have to it would be to have it edited by someone you know a professional French speaking oh, yeah, yeah, editor definitely. to have it put into you know final shape. But we'll see. Um, but we thought why not? Pourquoi pas? Pourquoi pas? I mean, I used to have to translate to French at school, but that was out of Latin. So <laughs> it's not the same thing. Uh, yes, I do. But it uh, should be easier out of English, I think. Although there were, you know, there weren't as many explicit scenes in what we had to translate from Latin. So well, we'll see. I was quite good at Latin translation. I was oh, I top of the were. class. I, I bet once, you were top I once of the class. Won a prize. Um, there was this competition. Of, you know, lat- translation from Latin to French uh, for the whole French-speaking community of Belgium, so the whole French-speaking What? part of Belgium, and I... Fin- All these and lazy I- balloons. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and I finished second. Second? No, sorry. No, no, not... Oh, did I? Uh, someone I in my thought cl- you no, was no, going to no. say you won. No, no, someone in my class won. <laughs> <laughs> and I no maybe I was I don't know I got a prize I can't I was definitely in the top ten but I think I was second or third. This is a very anticlimactic story. But no, but that's of the whole. How many thousands of people is that? It wasn't uh, just my school or not just my class. It was the whole French-speaking school network. I know. Well done. You know. Well done. Just I mean I was good at translating from Latin. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I bet you were. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so. I've been enjoying No Chemin Détourné. And next I'm going to read La Fin de l'été, ah, Summer's End. Summer's End. Yes. Okay. Voilà. Enjoy. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> Now, can we move on to entertainment? Are you miffed? No. Did I miff you? You did not miff me. <laughs> so, on Sunday I had a hangover. And yes. then... But that was okay because then we binged Bridgerton. Yes, we did. Oh my God, it was so amazing. I mean, on paper, this should not appeal to me at all. No, because you don't like period things. Oh, I hate period things. But this, I mean, this combination with Shonda Rhimes, although it was not Shonda Rhimes, it was just Shonda Land. The showrunner, he must be gay. I mean, if you've worked for Shonda Rhimes for 16 years, surely you are gay. I don't know. <laughs> I could be very wrong. But um, it was just so enjoyable, so entertaining. How can it be? It was. I don't know. But it's, it's, you know, it's it has a, a lot. 
it's a romp. It's it's pretty to watch. I mean, there's a lot of the pretty colors and the people you know, are very handsome. Yes, and um, the main actor is a bit too gay for me to be honest. You know, yeah, I told you yesterday. I listened to uh, the um, there was an episode of Woman's Hour on BBC Radio Four where they spoke about Bridgerton, and one of the people they invited on was Marianne Keyes, oh, our favorite Irish fame. writer. Um, she says, yeah, everybody's, yeah, everybody's good looking. The colors are pretty. And you know that, um, you know, th- there's always, there's a bit of conflict, but you know that nothing really bad is going to happen to uh, anybody, you know, it, uh, because maybe. it is based on romance novels. So, you know, there's going to be a happy ending. People are going to end up together that you are rooting for, for the yes, whole show. It's a proper romance. There's no, you know, nothing really terrible is going to happen. So, you know, I mean, there is some conflict and there's some stuff that goes on, of course, because you need, you know, otherwise it would be very boring but it's it's just in the world that we live in today where a lot of terrible stuff happens and a lot of people are very miserable and have a lot of uh, hardship it's fun to watch something that doesn't it's have perfect that. escapism if you take of course you have to take away you have to you know put yourself in a state of mind where you overlook the obvious constraints that women had to face because of the period it is set in and that they have absolutely no agency, (laughs) that they have no control and all of that. I mean, of course, but there is, I mean, it's it's still a Shonda Rhimes show, so there is a bit of... They like a speech. Yes. But so you have to, you know, accept that it's a period show where it's a period of time where women didn't have a whole lot of control and a whole lot of agency. If you accept that for the, as a the premise Duke. for the show, they have the Duke. Yeah, you know, it's a <laughs> very Duke pleasant very show handsome. show to watch in that sense. It is, and the Duke is hella handsome. Even we speaking were like, as a lesbian, we were like, "Ooh, this Duke is yes, handsome." You wouldn't kick him out of bed. Well, that well, I, that I probably would. Maybe, but um, but there are attractive ladies in it as well. I think who? Um, well, the I really liked. Uh, Lady Danbury. Lady Danbury. She's told the show. Yes, she's really great. And I mean, she's perfect for an age gap romance. You know, she's a very attractive, mature lady. So oh, that's true. Um, she's and the Queen is very funny. And, and her wigs, hilarious. The Queen and her wigs and her dogs and all her dogs. Yes, it's just really fun to watch. Yeah, for you know, if you want some mindless entertainment, it's something that takes you away completely from. You know the current world. I was this is so great. sad when it was over. Like I was like, I want more of this right now. Well, yes, you have to wait a little bit, like a year. <laughs> a year, but it is great that they're based on romance novels, mm-hmm. so that you know romance can be more important in the world. Yes, and speaking of the the author of the original novels, she's doing an online talk in February. Um, you know, we've, we've been watching a few of these things. We watched Sandy Toxwig and Fee and Jane. It's organized by Fane. It's, I think it's fane.co.uk. I have these o- online yeah talks. And um, the author of the Bridgerton novels is going to be... Julia is, Quinn. Yeah, do one talking about Bridgerton and romance novels, which I think would be really... We shall attend. We shall attend. So I as think long I as it's remember. online, I will attend. I can post a link in the show notes, maybe, if I can find it again. Anyway. But then we were we had a TV show hangover, and we said, oh, what to watch? So we were thinking, oh, because we've seen everything. Like, we've run out of television. <laughs> <laughs> I, read, I read this thing the other day, in, an article in The Guardian, about this show that we were watching, Traces, on BBC, which is... Very iffy, and they said, "Oh no, it has it has happened. Television has run out of television. Yes. <laughs> they have to." This like... is the show you, television makes when television runs out of television. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But then we started watching the morning show. We finally used our Apple Plus. Uh, yeah, which expires in uh, about two or three weeks. So we've, nev- we've never watched it. We got a free year and we never watched it. And then that is like the opposite of Bridgerton. Everyone's an asshole and it's always dark. I mean, I know it's the morning show and they record it like early, but it's always dark, even in the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone is an asshole. Everyone. Even, I think, Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, all everyone does is complain, complain. And also, this guy, um, he makes $20 million a year. That's Steve what Carell. you make when you present the morning show. I mean, when it's, you're a Matt hor- Lauer. <laughs> it's a horrible job. Yes. You have to get up at 3.30 every morning. Yes. Plus, you know, you're, whole, you're under extreme scrutiny. Plus all these people, they hate each other and then they go on air and they smile at each other and act as if they're best friends. <laughs> but mean, it's, it's entertaining. It's eye-opening. It's entertaining, but it you doesn't... Can't, I mean, we, we've kept watching quite, yeah. you know, almost binge-worthy, yeah. binge-like. But uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I do enjoy it. But, but it's I true do... that there are not uh, that many very likable characters and on it. And also we, we noticed that Jennifer Aniston, Nicole Kidman, her lips... She has the duck pout. She does. A bit too much filler. Ugh, I hate that. But she does look good, good with a pair of glasses on, I have to say. Yeah, she should be wearing her glasses seat. all the time. She Take doesn't. Take the attention away from the lips. Yes. She's a piece of it like this. She looks like, <laughs> like Nicole Kidman. <laughs> but yeah, so we have, but we only have one episode left. But I want to say that Steve Carell is so fucking creepy, but not like in the obvious creepy way, but like in the, you know, the way... Men like that yeah. can be creepy. But, yeah, it's there's this this one scene where it's just yeah we were creeped out. I mean it's played really well and it's supposed to creep you out and to show this this yeah this very sexual harassment yeah bad Me behavior too. and yeah it's it builds up and it's uh, you can uh, you can almost feel what the girl is feeling when it's happening and it's I mean. It's well done, and I think he plays it very well because he always does these like more goofy, quite likable characters. But he's done a few movies now where he plays these these completely different characters, and I think he's really good at them. To be yeah. honest, he's he, he was a good pick. He's for a this. good creep. Yes, <laughs> he's a good creep. <laughs> it's entertaining. It's well written. Yes, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily make you happy. No, and I have to. Say, the soundtrack is really great as well. There's some really cool music in it. And Jennifer Aniston's apartment in New York. Oh yes, for apartment porn, it's also worth watching. And also Steve Carell's apartment in New York. Yeah, I mean that's quite nice. Yes. Anyway, so that well, that's almost done. Really. Yes, but I have to talk about my book hangover. I know. I know. Oh, I was going to say what? Finish. No, no. What are we going to watch after this? Because we only have uh, one episode. I will tell you. Call my agent. Oh yes, the that new comes season out is tomorrow. On tomorrow. Oh, that's great. Right on time. Can't wait. That's great. Yes. So especially because the breakout, the Guardian is full of call my agent these days. The the breakout character, as they call her, is Andrea, the lesbian. She is one hot lesbian character. That she is. Uh, amazing. If you haven't watched it, this show on Netflix, Call My Agent. Go and watch it. Poussant, go and watch it. You won't regret it. No. I will admit I was quite hesitant at first. with all oh, these French people, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, <laughs> I'm Belgian. I don't like the French. It's not true. I quite like the French. But um, it's hilarious. Plus, it has a very hot lesbian. Yes. What more do you want? And... Loads of uh, cameos by A-list uh, 
celebrity. I mean, well, mostly French. French, except in this new season, Sigourney Weaver is in Weaver. one of the episodes. Yeah. So you have a book hangover. Oh, I finished. I've, I mean, I could not stretch the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo forever, could I? <laughs> no. So I had to. F I finished it. I think Monday morning, mm -hmm. and I miss it so much. I miss Evelyn Hugo. Well, such a great book, so entertaining. Okay. Rarely is a book that entertaining. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's not. I mean, she goes through a lot of stuff in her life, but it doesn't drag you down. You know, no. like she. She's very feisty and, um, you know, she knows what she wants. I mean, I, I won't talk about the plot too much, but... Um, but you enjoyed it. Oh, I enjoyed it so much. And it has something to say as well. Yes. Plus, the writing was very, extremely accessible. Yes, it is. I couldn't stop reading. I mean, I could because I made myself stop reading. <laughs> the, the horror, because I didn't want it to end. And then it was still over like that. Yeah, it was over. So, but did you start reading Taylor Jenkins read others' books? Uh, well, yeah, I started reading Daisy Jones and the Six, but then I don't know. I switched to another sample. You're uh, sample surfing. Yes, I am, and I and I think I will stick to the one I'm reading now, which is Anxious People by <laughs> Frederick Backman. By that that grumpy, what is it, Swede? Swede, yeah, um, a cranky Swede. I've I've read two of his books, which I enjoyed a lot already. Two. Yeah, um, so... Uh, ah, yeah, uh, the Uwe. Yeah, A Man Called Uwe. And the other one is uh, My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry, oh. which I really enjoyed as well. And uh, I'm starting this one. And I think, I don't know, is it this one? Because he has a couple of books that are kind of loosely linked together via one of the characters, but it's not this one, I don't know. Anyway, I, I started on the sample and I... At the moment, I'm enjoying it. It's very his writing's quite funny, so I think I might stick with that one. Okay. Um, and then I'll see what I read next. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Who knows what tomorrow brings? I have a lockdown, a quick lockdown listening tip. Okay. The song "People I've Been Sad" by Christina and the Queens. Okay. I mean, the title is "People I've Been Sad," so many people might be able to relate to it. It has a little bit of French in there, though. But mm -hmm. it, I mean, that's that's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because she is. I mean, she sings in English, but even when she sings, she is a French person with an uh, with an accent. Mm -hmm. Like the way she pronounces certain words, like. Is there no one to tell her that that is not how it's pronounced? But that's if part she of wants, the charm. It is part of the charm. You know. It is. Okay. But I have not been able to stop listening to it. I even, like, you know, didn't listen to Celine Dion for a bit because I was listening to this. That is astounding. Not too that much. Must be, not that must be much. some song. <laughs> it's very catchy, but it's also very comforting. Okay. So I can recommend it as a song. I, all you have to do is go on YouTube or Spotify. And there it is. Yes. For your listening pleasure in lockdown. Well, I have another lis listening tip that, you know, that we have enjoyed um, recently. It's because of we watched Bosch and Bosch listens to a lot of jazz. And mm. I mean, we know nothing about jazz and it's not something that we usually listen to. But um, there's a few playlists on Spotify. There's the official Bosch soundtrack, but there's also like the the playlist of the jazz that Harry Bosch listens to, and it's all quite accessible, easy to listen to jazz, and very pleasant to have as a background music when you're yeah. working or for a dinner party or things like that. So Don't 
tease people with dinner parties. No. Well, din- by dinner, dinner party, party, I mean when your mother comes over to dinner, <laughs> which is what, you know. But, uh, or when we, f- you know, have a pretend date yes. at home. Um, and I, I find it very pleasant to listen to. I sometimes put it on my computer while I'm working. Um, very, you know, easy, easy jazz, but good. You're so middle class. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on that note, maybe we can <laughs> say goodbye and... Uh, Thank you for listening to Harper Bliss and Her Misses. You can find all the episodes and show notes at harperblissandhermisses.com. We also have a favor to ask. If you could rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it, that would help other people find us. Thank you. Uh-uh-uh-uh, chicky chicky.